it seems very strange to try to encompass an entire career into uh, a little conversation over a latte and a tea. So this is going to air after you have abandoned, after you've retired, I should say. (laughs) And you are Sam Strong. I am. Yes, indeed, she is Sam Strong, the one and only. Well, except for the porn star, but we'll get to that later. I'm Ken Cooper, and this is Around River City, and I'm really happy to talk with this lady that I have known for such a long, long time. So we'll get to it with Sam Strong. That's coming up on Around River City. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. Thanks for being a part of the conversation today, and it's a, it's a nice conversation for sure with Sam Strong, who is celebrating a wonderful career here in this area the best way possible by retiring. You've been Sam Strong for a long time. Uh, yes, for uh, 35 years from the day that I started with this company, Midwest Family Broadcasting. And you have some radio experience before this company. Yes, but not as Samantha Strong. Right. I was Ann Strong back okay. in the day, and they wanted to call me Karen Copeland when I came to work. Is that here Mid- in town? Oh, for, here in When Midwest. I came to Midwest Family. One thing about Dick Record, people that remember back in the day, he loved a good alliterative radio name. That's for sure. So, what brought you to lacrosse? Well, my first radio job, actually, because I'd gone to school um, after I'd tried a couple of other things. <laughs> I went back to school at Brown in the Cities, and at the time, it was a, a nine-month course unless you took the TV, which added a couple of of months to it. Did you take uh, the TV? I did. I did not take the TV. Oh, I took the TV. I mean, course. you got a little, you got a smattering of it, yeah. you know, in the regular course, yeah. but no. I took just enough to realize that I would not have a career in TV. I think the smattering <laughs> taught me that pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty quickly. <laughs> um, so I got a job uh, at a country radio station, but I was doing news at the time because I was going to be a serious, a serious broadcaster and do news. Really? It didn't work out very well. Why is that? And that was here in town? Yes. At a country radio station, which no longer exists. Can I ask what year? 1984. And how long did it take you to, did you just not like it? Or did somebody tell you this is not for you? Or <laughs> well, That. Uh, it started with, um, it started with the, my boss yelling at me about really ridiculous things right before I was going to do the news so that I would be angry at how ridiculous it all was when I did the news. And finally I said, what? and then he would apologize at the end of my shift and say, oh, I'm sorry, that was really dumb of me to, you know. Yeah. And I said, what are you doing? Why not I'm just noticing, not do it instead of right, apologizing? I'm noticing a pattern. And he goes, well, I need you to sound angry because you sound too happy. To do the news. (laughs) I can see that. Right? I can see that. And I realized then that really, I sound happy most of the time. You know, as as someone who's worked with you for a long, long, long time and assigned you, you know, commercial production and other things to do, you have been blessed and or cursed with an an inability to not sound cheerful. Right? Right. Have you tried that or is that just you? That's just me. Yeah, That's I, just me. I think it is. I tried to sound 
you know, serious and angry. And it always sounds like I'm really just trying yeah, just to sound trying. serious yeah. and angry, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. doesn't come out very well. There's definitely a Sam Strong sound. Yes, I think there has. That that we we know what it is. Either we, and we will say, we want that kind of a sound or, or that is don't. not appropriate for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam would be perfect for this. This might be not something, uh, although you, you, you're certainly not limited in what you could do. What no, you but there do, is but. a certain uh, cheerfulness, innate cheerfulness or lightness, I think, about my voice. So here's a question. You've been doing this here in La Crosse, or you've been doing this 35 years. Yes, for Midwest Family. So how much of the Sam Strong that we know on the air today was present then, and how, how much of what we hear today have you tried to create? And how much of it is just you being you? Well, I would say most of it is me being me because I am inherently lazy. <laughs> and, <laughs> There's a lot of that in our business. Well, I mean, I just, it's so much work to try and be somebody else. Um, although on the days that when you are having a bad day, if I am having a bad day and really cranky about something, I try not to like let that part right. out because... I would be just cranky. Yeah, there are, I think I can count two very memorable stories <laughs> from over the years where you got very upset. And they've kind of become the standard that, okay, if anything was bad enough to get Sam upset, it had to be really bad. Yes, those are the two times that people remember me uh, swearing and yelling in the yeah, building. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm kind of proud mm-hmm. that I've heard you swear. Right. Most of the time when I swear is when you're on vacation and I'm trying to do your job. (laughs) And usually when I'm sitting at that computer out in the hallway and I am putting commercials in because you're in charge of all our production and all our commercials and making sure. And I've just finished doing whatever it is. And then I hit the wrong button and all of the work that I've done goes away. (laughs) Well, And, and then I swear and people laugh. They laugh when I swear. Yeah, well, it's it's, <laughs> it's because so it's silly. Sam again. It's that uh, light. It's that light, cheerful swearing. They yeah, don't go yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. What have you loved about being Sam Strong? Oh golly, I love talking to people, and people I think are the most interesting. Um, I have met so many wonderful people. Either people, I mean, people, I, they w- could come up to me now and I wouldn't recognize them, but the, the stories that they have shared with me on the radio mm-hmm. are so mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and so many people around here do such wonderful things for the community that I have sort of gotten to ride on their coattails a little bit, you know, by, by telling their stories or having them on to tell their stories. And I think that's probably... One of the nice things, people aren't afraid of me. And I think that's the nice thing about being Sam. That is really true. And I don't think that's something to be uh, taken for granted. I mean. Oh, absolutely. People are, are much less afraid of me than they are some other uh, personalities. And they'll talk to me, which I think is nice. Yeah, I, I don't think you have taken that for granted. The, the power that you have kind of generated just by being yourself. I mean, that's, that, that's big, I think. Well, 
it's sure been fun and it's a lot easier than being somebody else. Because, yeah. you know, I probably am better at being me than somebody else is at being me. Yeah. So yeah. I think I got it. Well, that's the, you know, I think we all deal with this. I've, I've had people ask me a lot, are you this way because you're in radio or are you in radio because you're this way? Oh, for and sure. It's, it's yes to both, kind yes, of. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, tell me about your, your first day with Keith on the air. How was, because you did not, you two did not start out as a morning show team. No, we did not. As a matter of fact, I was still working at the other radio station ah. when I first met him. And uh, he didn't say a word to me. I was talking to somebody else from Z93 at the time, and he just comes up and, and pokes that person and says, we got to go. So the person says, oh, by the way, this is, you know, introduces me, and he just looks at me. And you at that how, time, you didn't know you'd be working together. Nope. You know how Keith is. He'll just he look is. at you. Yes. So when people meet, when he's first introduced, people either think he hates them or uh, they think he's crazy. So one of them I, is generally correct, actually. <laughs> so when I did meet him and they told me that I was going to be um, working at the same station, because I worked nights for a while, mm-hmm. overnights and nights. Were you Sam Strong we, when you did nights? Yep. When I, because I came to Z93 and worked overnights and the gentleman that they had moved from nights, from overnights to nights, hated it. So we switched places again. <laughs> um <laughs> And then uh, they put me in the morning with Keith after that. And, and so I had worked with him a little bit okay. before we went on the air together. Well, that's a, I, I want to explore that a little bit because chemistry is such an important thing. And obviously you two have, uh, I'm wondering if it's like an um, arranged marriage where we didn't love each other when we first started, but we've learned to love each other. Well, did you have the chemistry or did you learn to make the chemistry? I think a little bit of both. I mean, I think other people might have said, oh, that's going to work. You know, I'm not sure I would have said that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Certainly not for 30 plus years. Yeah. Why do you think it's worked? Because we are who we are. I mean, there's, I am innately cheerful. He is super smart and um, has a very quirky outlook which he thinks is absolutely normal. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us in the world think that's really right. an odd way of looking at things. Yeah, you two are, uh, are opposite in a lot of ways. Yes, yes. Which makes for good conversation. It does, really, because I never know what he's going to say or ask, or his point of view is always different than even after 30 years, I think mm-hmm. it will be. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. Today chatting with the one and only Sam Strong. By the way, if you want to make sure you never miss an episode of Around River City, all you have to do is subscribe. You can do that for free, and you can do it anywhere that you download your podcasts. There's more to come as we celebrate the one and only Sam Strong on Around River City. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. Thanks again for being a part of this conversation with Sam Strong. We've all heard the the great things about Sam Strong, how nice she is, uh, what an important part of the community she has been, how important she's been to the lives of just about everybody in this area. But one other thing that she has been is a trailblazer. 
another part of your career when you were with Midwest Family, and again, this this working with Keith started out on Z93. Yes. You were also the program director I of was. Z93. And the program director is kind of the boss of the radio station. Obviously, you had bosses yes. over you, Dick Record and things. Uh, but you were in charge of, of uh, creating the image of the station. Right. The feel. Did, did that happen before you started Mornings with Keith or after? Wow. Let me think. That was so long ago. <laughs> it happened almost at the same time. Which is probably why it's a little fuzzy in yeah, my memory. Okay. So close enough. It's very. It was very close to the same time. And that was kind of difficult. I actually got the programming job because I was frustrated with what was going on. And I marched into Dick Records' office and I said, Whoa. you have to do something because of this, this, and this. And he looked at me, and this is the time when you could smoke in the office, and he took a drag on his cigarette and looked at me through the, through the cigarette smoke and said, well, are you going to apply for the job? Because Michael just quit. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess after um, I just sort of yeah. yelled in your face. Yeah. That'll learn you <laughs> to do things like that. I, I guess just, I guess, yes, I will apply for that job. And strangely enough, I got it. I think one of the wonderful things about <clears throat> where we work, or I guess where you worked. Yeah, where I used to work. <laughs> is that we've had a lot of uh, female leadership. Yes, that's but, been wonderful. Yeah, it probably was not the case 28 or 30 years ago when you took over the job of, of program right. director. Any, that was a little different. Were, were there any problems with that that you perceived? Any perceptions from others? Not in our building, but in radio in general, uh, I think it has always been a little backwards in terms of viewing women in management. It's always been a little behind society in general, I think. Sure. Um, there are I, old boys clubs. Yes, yes. Sure. And there's, there, there was to a certain extent uh, at work but it didn't affect me too badly again i'm pretty harmless i mean i i give that appearance of being pretty harmless so they don't they don't fight too much yeah but i also i did get a couple pats on the head kind of oof. you know the the yes yes right right dear. i do know when you say that you're harmless, I, I would amend that a little bit to say that you appear harmless. Yes. Because I have known you to be every bit as uh, protective and uh, aggressive when it comes to, not to put it lightly, destroying some competition. <laughs> or, <laughs> Absolutely. Or, be, or maintain, you know, Z93 has always been the juggernaut of our company. Yes. As far as radio is concerned. And, I'm sure you didn't take that lightly and there's no. everybody wants to step up and try to knock you over. Yeah. And you didn't let that happen. Nope. Did you have to learn that or did that come naturally to you? Oh, that's a good question. I think I've always been very invested in the product, in the feel, 
in the radio station, in the people that worked with us. I mean, we've had some really good people, coworkers, and we made, I mean, I would have stacked our lineup against a lineup from Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, wherever there's good radio. I would have said, we'll beat you. And I think that having that confidence in the people and the product made me very sort of protective of it and, you know, just try. Right. And you, so, you, you knew this. You knew that you could take your staff and put them up against anybody anywhere. Yep. yep. We were awesome. We still are. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been awesome. Yeah, there have been a lot years. of... A lot of been some awesome, awesome people. Yeah. A lot of changes. Oh, a lot. There are... What would you say is the percentage of people that, you know, like you and I went to the same radio school at nearly the same time. Right. We were very we close. We keep thinking that there is a chance we passed each other in, in the, the hallway, hallway. But I probably would have seen each other at the Poodle Club. Yes. There you in, go. On Lake Street. Or that weird little diner. What was the name of that weird oh, little yeah. diner? I don't know. I was an Arthur Treacher's man. There was an Arthur Treacher's oh, right was? to the corner of the, of the radio school. I forgot about that. But anyway, we digress. Um, what percentage to do in this business, what percentage of people that you went to radio school with made a career in this business? I can tell you that of the group that graduated with me and there was probably what, 20 of us. What did they have about about a normal class size, normal, normal class size in two years. I was the only one still in the business. Two years. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that would be percentage-wise. Low. You know, <laughs> over like. That's, that's 10%, I think. Right. <laughs> it was very small. Wow. Very small. The reason I'm asking that question about how many people stayed in this as a career is why do you think you did? Oh, because I didn't, because I lived here. Honestly. If I had even working for our our family of of companies, I mean we have cousins, if you will, in Madison, and we have you know other places around around the upper Midwest. Even if I had stayed within the family, if you mm-hmm. will, if I'd moved to Madison, I wouldn't be in radio anymore. It's it's the culture here, I think, both at work. And the, the community just in general, because it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of things to do, whether you want um, the arts with the universities and the colleges, they bring in a lot of things. Um, or if you need hospital care, we've got great hospitals. People are very involved in the community here. Mm-hmm. You do fundraisers for something or you know, drives for toys or drives for food and people come out by the dozens. I mean, it's just a really good place to live. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of people. uh, I can speak most directly for in our building that, that you and I have worked with and I would include you in this that are every bit as talented as anybody else working in any other large market anywhere. But you come to lacrosse and you're like, oh, well, seems just really nice. I'll tell you, there was, uh, we used to go to a radio convention up in the cities. 
And I happened to be standing there talking to uh, Garrett, who was, I think, at the time in Detroit. Um, another person who had worked at in local radio, not not with us, but across the street, as they say, mm-hmm. um, who was in Chicago at the time. Somebody who was in Santa Barbara. And somebody, I don't remember else, who else was standing there. And an industry record rec came up because he knew these guys because they were working in big markets. And he looked at me. He said, well, what are you doing here in this, <laughs> essentially? Because, you know, some of them are not <laughs> as nice as they should be. Right. And I said, you know, he's like, and who are you? And I told him, and he goes, what are you doing here? And um, I mean, lacrosse. Ugh. And the gentleman who was working in Chicago started laughing so hard. And Garrett, who was in Detroit at the time, looked at the industry rep and said, you don't understand. She's the only one smart enough to have stayed there. Because uh-huh. they had all worked here. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we were all reminiscing. And maybe this is how it worked for you, but... You want to get ahead, but you realize there are different ways to get ahead. Yes. And family, I suppose, uh, becomes absolutely more of a part of that. It's, well, and you can make such a difference here also. I mean, you can get involved in so many things. And I think in a bigger city, that's hard to do. Yeah. I, I can't really speak to that since the last time I lived in a big city <laughs> right. was right. a long time ago. But Well, when you came to lacrosse... You were single. Yes. No children. Correct. You did not know your husband. I did not. Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Well, here, let me back up and ask this question first. When you first came to lacrosse, did you have any intention of staying here? No. No. Okay. Because I'd never been here. Right. I mean, I moved here sort of sight unseen. Yeah. So. And no, I wouldn't have predicted it. How do, tell me about the process of deciding to stay. Well, of course. I had work, which was nice. And then I had work at a better company, which was nice. And then the better company promoted me, which was nice. So you think for a woman in, in the eighties to be a program director of a hundred thousand watt rock and FM with heritage Mm -hmm. was almost unheard of. So right there, that's kind of a cool thing. And about that point, I did meet my husband. I'd been working, I mean, I've, I worked with Keith longer than, than I have known my husband. Yes. So uh, I dated a couple of guys. He pretty much ran off by being obnoxious. Keith ran off by being obnoxious. And he didn't run Dan off, so uh, I kept him, which was good. So... And then after we're, that, we're not going to get into the psychology of the the commonalities between Keith and your husband. I know, I know that <laughs> would be very too psychological strange. and dark. Yes, very dark. Um, bless their hearts. Uh, so at that point, uh, he is, was working, and I was working here at a an interesting job with interesting people. So why would you move? Right. And then of course you decide to have kids, and that means you really are sort of invested in staying a little longer yeah since you got since the since the point when you got married have you seriously considered uh moving they offered me a job back in the day uh at one of our cousin's stations 
which would have meant the family moving. And I wasn't entirely sure I could fix what was wrong there. <laughs> right. For one thing, it right. was more money and, you know, a different challenge and very nice of them to do mm -hmm. uh, again. But Dan would have had to change jobs and I wasn't sure I could fix what was going on. <laughs> you know, so I was like, oh, no, I think I'll just stay here. I think that's happened quite a bit, actually, within our family here in La Crosse. Uh, you, you get other uh, offers and you think to yourself, boy, I, this is, I've got it pretty good here. Right. The city, this area. Yep. The people and uh, our co-workers. How are the kids? I mean, your kids are grown up now. I know. And have turned out wonderfully. I hope so. I uh, think so. How was it for them growing up with a celebrity parent? Well, first of all. Uh, Are you I'm, comfortable with that word celebrity? Can I say that? Well, it seems a little strange, but sure. Yeah. I mean, people do use it. I yeah. still don't quite get it. Wait, here's my definition. If there are people that you don't know and they know you, you're a celebrity. Oh, okay. Well, then that works. Um, first of all, I should state that my children got a very interesting education in getting ready in the morning because I was not there. So, so my husband had to do all of the corralling of small children. <laughs> so that was very interesting for one thing. They, once they figured out that other people listened to mm -hmm. me on the radio, they thought it was cool. Until they got to about junior high, well, the oldest one, uh, till Mad got to be about junior high and didn't want people to know that really yeah i was the mom but then i believe their science teacher outed them and said isn't your mom <laughs> see you had the problem of working on the radio station that your daughters and all of their friends, friends listened listen to. to yes exactly could you talk about the girls on the air oh i did all the time yeah. oh that must have driven them crazy right i tried to make i tried to make any real crazy stories just about my husband which was pretty Not easy to do. hard to do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when did, did you ever get in any trouble from home? Like called out by somebody at home for what the hell were you thinking telling that story? Um, Dad, uh, Dan put up with it pretty well. Uh, he would just roll his eyes and he goes, I have to listen to you so that I know what sort of things are going to come up at work when people say, oh, I heard your wife tell the story of you and losing your keys or yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And there are several. There's a couple of really good ones. Yes. About losing e keys. stories. Oh, we'll miss those stories. Aww. We'll miss those stories. How, uh, how does everybody feel about you retiring, the family? Well, I think both kids live in the cities, and they're pretty excited that I would be able to come and take them to lunch more often mm -hmm. uh, during the week, especially. And maybe even stay up past 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> You know, I don't know. It's going to take me a while to reset yeah. my clock because I wonder even if you on, ever will. I don't know. Even on the weekends at about 8.15, I think, I don't know if I can stay yeah. up. Oh, I think I will still get up early-ish. I might make it but till because 6. because you want to, not because but you because have to. I, and I won't have to actually leave the house immediately in the dark Yeah. before the roads are plowed. <laughs> before anything is done, right, really. Before, before I could get coffee on the way to work. Yeah. So 
what are you going to miss? Do you think you'll miss Sam Strong? I mean, it's that's not a that's not your real name. No, no. Um, will you miss that person that uh, mm. that the life that she has? Oh, I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will because I'm sure that after a couple of weeks I'll get a part time job because I will be driven crazy not doing anything and I will just be me, which is still Sam, but it won't be Sam if you know what I mean. Sure, sure. I I've known you uh, since ninety four or five, nineteen ninety four or five, something like that. It's been a few years. And I know what your real name is, and I can't use it. I just, it just doesn't, it's not, it doesn't sound right. You're Sam. So I will tell you that I am uh, so used to answering to that. The only people in town who call me Anne, which is my first name, are Dick Record and my husband. And everyone I meet who finds out my real name says, what should I call you? And I said, Mm -hmm. either way, I will do my best to answer when you call. Do you want me to tell the story of how I got the Samantha Strong name? Yeah. It is an unusual thing. And I will tell you that when I, when I started working and I went and I said, yes, I would love to work for you. And they say, we would be happy to have you come here. We would like to change your name to Karen Copeland. I said, why in the world would you do that? And why wouldn't it be Aaron Copeland? I mean, if we're doing things. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and well, you dodged said, a bullet with the whole Karen thing these I days. I sure did. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They explained to me this rationale, and I went and I met my friends back when Chi-Chi's was still a, a thing. It was Margarita Pitcher Day or whatever. So about the second pitcher of margaritas, because I said, hey, good news, got a job. Not so good news, they want to call me Karen Copeland. And I explained literative, familiar, blah, blah. And somebody looked at me and said, well, your last name is already a word. I mean, strong is not even a complicated word. And so we wrote down on cocktail napkins all of the names we could think of that began with S. And so I chose Samantha, and I walked back in, and I said, when we had our next meeting, I said, how about Samantha Strong? And they said, well, I still like Karen Copeland better, but we'll ask. So we walked out into the hallway, and to this day, I don't even remember who the people in the building were that he asked. Karen Copeland or Samantha Strong, and they all said, thank heavens, Samantha Strong. So grudgingly, I was Samantha Strong. And I discovered several years after that that there was a porn star. Oh, that's right. With that name. Yes. Because a listener would Xerox the copy, the cover, and I always get the name of the movie wrong. Samantha's Daughter and the Elves is not the title of the movie. (laughs) It's the plot of the movie. Okay. Um, so I don't remember what the, I'm sorry. I don't remember the name of the movie, but that's not how you and your husband met. Is it by the way? (laughs) No. So he would send it and say, Merry Christmas. Ha ha. Just stick it in an envelope and mail it. So Mm. yes. And my friends thought it was hilarious because she was making appearances and they thought my college friends thought me having a, a different name was funny too. And so when Samantha Strong would appear in Houston, my friend Amy would say, well, why didn't you? Tell me you were coming, oh, yeah, and she yeah, would yeah. send me a copy of the ad saying, appearing three nights only. I wonder if you would have stuck with it if you had known that there was the pornographic connection. It's a huge surprise to everyone that we look nothing alike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, dear. That, you know what? That's a really good question, just to veer off. What do people think you look like? Back in the day, do you remember the Shopco lady? It's a goodbye at Shopco. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. Say hello to a goodbye at Shopco. Yes. People thought I would look like the Shopco lady, which I kind of did. Everybody thought I would be tall. Which you are. And sometimes they thought I would be blonde and be very disappointed. But often they, oh. they thought I would have dark hair. So most, most often it would be the Shopco lady. Hmm. I think it's funny that even, maybe you're like this too, but even being immersed in this business, I'm still awful at guessing what people look like. Oh, me too. But I've only heard them before. Me too. The only person who, looked, who looks to me like he sounds, and this was true even before I actually uh, worked with him, is Keith. Oh, yeah. I knew he would be just like he is. Yeah, Keith gets that a lot, actually. Thanks for being a part of this conversation with the one and only Sam Strong. I'm Ken Cooper. Sam is definitely one of the greats when it comes to broadcasting professionals, but she's been able to maintain that level of quality while also being a really incredible mom. Hey, welcome back to Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper, chatting with Sam Strong today. So much to talk about, and one thing I made sure I did not want to forget about is the fact that on top of all of the other things that Sam has done so well in her life, she has created a pretty amazing family. Sometimes I think that the career path that we have chosen has helped us to have really cool kids because of the, the you know the, the job uh, skills that we need to have I think are conducive to being outgoing, even though I wouldn't, I think we both can be outgoing, but I yes. think that when somebody invented that phrase, the introverted extrovert yes. or the, what the outgoing introvert, I was so happy because I'm like, Oh, that is me. me. I can definitely yes. be outgoing. I can go talk to a room of strangers, it. but sitting in a corner, just also fine. That is also wonderful. <laughs> no, I but think you're right. I, I think we, we are encouraged in our line of work to, express personality yes. and to be different. You know, most businesses, that's the, that's the real reason why maybe we have stayed in this business is the thought of having to conform to a right. socially normal job and have to, for that many know, hours a week. Yeah. Where, oh where being different is really a bad thing Yeah, is just horrifying to yeah. me. So I think the fact that we work in a business where self-expression is, you need it in order to, to get ahead, definitely you to be do. noticed. And you need to be different and you need to express that. And I think that's conducive to having interesting kids. Well, I think, I think that's true. And I think also the fact that part of our jobs is to be curious about yes, huge part. a lot of things, like everything. <laughs> be as curious as you can. Find out as much as you can about as much as you can. I think that's good. And I also think that we have had the opportunity to get involved in so many different things, dipping our toes into different things. I have dragged my children, well, to drag shows. <laughs> yeah. Because I have emceed those. But to um, the drives that we do to collect food, I've dragged them there. They've helped me out in parades. They have, I mean, 
it's such a wide variety of experiences, I think, mm-hmm. was also good for them. Yeah. The, I think the one time my two older kids thought it was cool that I was in radio was when, well, they grew up knowing you. Yes. So you weren't anything special. You no. were just this friend. Right. I was uh, just over at the house so having dinner. It was uh, when they found out I worked with Phil Costigan, who was the morning legend on KQIB. That they thought was cool. But also one time I was driving a station vehicle and uh, I was screaming down Highway 16 from Lanesboro to uh, La Crescent and I was just flying and I got stopped by a police officer and he was convinced that I was on my way to some breaking news story. So he just oh, he let me go. Nice. And I wasn't. I was just I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but my kids were like, why did he let you go? And I was like, well, you heard him. He's must be a big news story somewhere. I'll let you go. I just want to make sure everything's okay. Aw. I didn't correct the police officer. That was unethical of me, but they thought that was pretty cool. Has it ever come in handy to be Sam Strong? Oh, absolutely. People are so nice. Um, I've never gotten out of a ticket, though. That's <laughs> something That's something that, that has followed me my whole life, so it doesn't just, it's not just really? work-related. Yeah, no. I there's something about me that screams, stop that girl, give her a ticket. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> so we've learned something new about you. Right, right. I used to, and people laugh and say that I drive slower than I walk. Oh well, there's a reason God, for that yes. because I have had so many tickets. I'm not spending money that way anymore. I got other things to do with my cash. But people are very nice and friendly. Yeah. and. Yeah, absolutely. Being Sam has been pretty cool. Yeah. Do you think there's, because who you are on the air is so much of who you just are, do you, it, is there anything other than the ticket thing following you? Anything you can tell us that we don't already know? Oh, golly. That you would want to know. That's the question. Well, yeah. Um, I, I will tell you one thing that I think makes you an extremely cool person. The, the traveling that you did as a young person? Oh, yes. I come from a family of people who love to travel. My sister, uh, if she is home, it is peculiar. <laughs> so, I mean, both uh, two of my, well, th- all three of my siblings lived in Europe uh, at various times for a number of years. I'm the, I'm the odd man out there. Although I like to travel, it's not a, an obsession like it is with some of them. They sure. love it, love it, love it. And so, as a young person, I traveled a lot. My parents took me on a three-month trip through England and Europe when I was 11. And then I went back by myself when I was oh, good for you. 12. By yourself at 12? I thought you were going to say 20. <laughs> no, I didn't what were go you back thinking? No, um, they stuck me on, a, on an airplane. From where? Uh, from Boston. No, from Boston. Oh, Boston, okay. And I flew to Charles de Gaulle Airport where my brother picked me up because he was oh, living in France. Okay. Then he threw me back on a plane and I flew to Vienna where my sister picked me up because she was living in Vienna. <laughs> wow, that's they, pretty cool. Then she stuck me on an airplane and I went back home. Wow. So, yes, that was an interesting trip. Other than lacrosse, best place you've ever been? Madeline Island, of course. 
Yes. See, that's something you might not know. But, of course, people do now because I work from there this summer. Um, but I have spent as much time as I can up north. So, yeah, I like up north. That's yeah. a good place. Yeah, that is quite a good place. See, you've it, come to visit. It, yeah, interesting. I'm glad you chose that, actually, as the best place you've ever been. Yeah, I think so. I, I have been, I, I think Ireland is a delightful place to visit because the language isn't a barrier and people are pretty cheery mm-hmm. and have a pretty good sense of humor. I was interviewing uh, uh, several months ago a doctor at Gunderson who's involved with uh, breast cancer research. Mm-hmm. And he is from Ireland, Dr. Kenny. He's oh, from Ireland. And after he gave our gave this speech for us, there was a bunch of us. I'm not sure if you were there. I but think there was, I was. But I kind of called him out. I said, are you sure you're from Ireland? And he's like, well, yeah. And he had the accent and everything. I said, but you just talked for 45 minutes and you didn't say fuck once. <laughs> it's true. They, they say that like some of us say, um. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he, thank goodness he laughed about that. Um, was this a hard decision to retire? Well, no, I don't think so because I have always really tried to be good at what I do. And with social media and doing all the other things that are now involved with what we do, I don't feel as confident I'm as good as I need to be. Uh, so I don't think it was a, a hard decision to say, mm, before it gets ugly, <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think I'll, I'll go away. Is this the, is this the biggest change in our industry that you've seen? Do you think? And, and just to explain to everybody, there's, just, there, there's, when Sam mentioned social media, there's, you know, Facebook presence, there is uh, Instagram, there is our websites, there's yes. blogging, there's all We're kinds of other things that we do. Yeah. And we, there's a lot more to do. There always has been a lot more to well, do than just open up do. a microphone and say, hey there. Right. Um, but it's a lot more different things. Yes, that I'm not as good at yeah. and that make me feel n- not as confident right. with what I'm doing. I thought deregulation in the 90s, when suddenly one ownership could have many, many stations, yes. was the biggest change I would ever see. I think this is bigger. I think this is bigger. Because it's on so many different platforms. Yeah. And I'm not sure how that's going to turn out. I mean, I don't know what's, I don't know what the meta universe is going to be like, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what? who knows what the next technology will be. Mm-hmm. And. It's exciting. Oh, very exciting. And, and you'll be excited to watch it from afar. Yes. I'll be excited <laughs> to say. Oh, that's interesting. So glad I'm not doing that. (laughs) I've been, bless their hearts, those boys that we work with that are on Z93. They're like, can you, can you come help us do this TikTok? Sure. (laughs) Sure. Sure I can. I don't know what I'm doing. So I just do what they tell me and it works out. But it's, (laughs) I think to myself, nope. Yeah, I would not. I would not be doing this if I didn't like them. Yeah, that's for sure. Do you have any? Uh, and I didn't prepare you for this. Anything you'd like to say to lacrosse to the listeners that you've had over these many, many years? Other than thank you, 
for letting me into your homes and your cars, taking me along with you where you go, you know, to the grocery store or to the beach or even out on the boat. It's been fabulous. And I've enjoyed every minute. We can wrap up this conversation by saying, let me, letting me say something to you that I have never said to you before. Oh my goodness. I can't imagine. It's been nice talking with you, Anne. Aww. That's weird. That's sweet. That's weird. Well, you can call me Sam if you need to. I'm going to. to. <laughs> That's the only time I'll ever say it. Well, I'm part of the royal family, right? Yeah. yeah. So as the royal family, you are Sam Strong? Yes. We're talking about Oktoberfest, yes. of course. Yes, and I'm keeping it for that. Absolutely. I have signage. Yeah. I have signage yeah. for when I'm for when I'm a past parade marshal and can sit on the float and wave. Yeah. I've got signage that says Samantha Strong. Why change? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I got buttons to give away. <laughs> and they all say that. So, you know, we'll keep that for a little while. It'll be fun. I'm going to try it one more time. Thank you so much for the conversation, Anne. Nope, still doesn't sound right. Anne or Sam, you'll always be in our hearts. I'm Ken Cooper. This is Around River City. You can subscribe to the podcast for free anywhere you download your podcasts. And you can also keep in touch with what's going on around the area by checking into AroundRiverCity.com. A lot of great events, uh, a lot of great people to get to know at AroundRiverCity.com. Thanks for being a part of the conversation.